Blog Talk Radio. We live! We're live! Live from Chicago and Las Vegas. You're tuned in to the show that's always on top of what's trending. It's page one. It's page one. With LaVar and Mary. With LaVar and Mary. What's going on, Block Talk Radio Nation? You are tuned into page one for this Friday night, February 23rd, 2024. Um, we are in the, la- well, the latter days of February. Uh, it's the last show for the month, as when next we meet, it will be March 1st, um, the third part of the first half of the year. Um I want to give the MVP award off, first of all, to my wonderful co-host, who's a little bit under the weather tonight. So this is going to be a show in which you can set your watch to it. This will probably go by very fast. This isn't going to be like last week's show, (laughs) where we went the full two hours. Uh, But how are you feeling? I'm I'm okay. I'm going to start making everybody pay um, through our OnlyFans account. Uh, look for news comment BTR on OnlyFans, and I will continue to talk to you in this low tenor. For <laughs> 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 a low price of ten ninety nine a month. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm okay. <laughs> I, you'll hear me taking lots of drinks of water. I'm 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 trying. I'm trying real hard. Well, you do that. Uh, so unfortunately, good folks. Tonight, you will probably hear me uh, talk a little bit more uh, than usual, uh, but we'll we'll be quick. We'll get you out of here tonight. We just want to share a few things. Some things uh, we'll wait until next week on, uh, but like we said, it's the end of the month, uh, pretty much for us. Uh, next week uh, is a leap year day, um, and a, and so if you have a birthday on a leap year day, um, Happy birthday, and we'll wish it to you again four years from now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so tonight, here's what we're going to do. We're going to try to, within this first half hour of the show, we're going to try to do the Almanac. We're going to try to do a couple of quick stories, retro moment of the week. And then in the other half, we'll take a look at what's trending. Um, and then we'll do an abbreviated after dark. Uh, I have a couple of pretty good ones here uh, that we'll do. So, uh, without further ado, most interesting thing that I read this week actually involves those of you who are Lego fans. Um, a rare 14-karat goat Lego piece that turned up at a Goodwill warehouse in Pennsylvania is now up for auction. Uh, the piece, which is called the, I want to get this so right, but it's the Bionicle Golden Kanoi Howl Mask. It was found by workers at the warehouse in Dubois, Pennsylvania. It's believed to be one of only 30 in existence. Uh, in 2001, some were gifted to Lego employees, and the rest were awarded through a contest. There's 30 of the gold ones. Uh, they do make some silver ones and some platinum ones, according to uh, Goodwill's vice president of e-commerce. Uh, when Goodwill workers discovered the tiny treasure, no one knew what it was at first. They didn't know, and then they had to, uh, they said it came in a box full of some random jewelry from the state college store. So it had already been processed through donations there. Uh, when they discovered what they had, they were stunned. Uh, now they're hoping to maximize the donation through an online auction. Uh, if it reaches the mark of 5000 they said that would be that, uh, would have been the highest amount. Uh, that's very unique. Goodwill already has received a bid for $33,000, but when the winner failed to pay up, the item was relisted. The auction's already reached over 4000 just like Legos. The bids keep stacking. So, yeah, it's a rare... It, if you see the picture of it, it looks like a gold bass, but it's from Lego. Uh, which wow. Yeah. So, I didn't even realize they did gold Legos like that. 
I mean, I there's a there's a person I follow on YouTube that took a Lego uh, R R two D two. Okay. I think an R two D two, but made a mold of it and then cast that mold. Maybe it wasn't huh. R two D two. I don't know, but cast whatever that Star Wars mold in gold, and then huh. made a working gold Lego figurine. But that wasn't a Lego thing. He cast a Lego, and then recreated it. Hmm. Now I have to look for that. I know I know who it is. <laughs> Yeah, it looks like I'm looking now while you talk about it. Right. It looks like something from Star Wars, so um, I thought that was quite interesting this week. Uh, I did have a couple other ones, but I'll share those with you next week. (laughs) But let's go to the Almanac, though. Uh, The Almanac, like I said, today, uh, it is February 23rd. Uh, We have a few more days left in the month. Today is uh it's the fourth friday in february so it's national skip the straw day like we mentioned to you last week it's national tile day national dog biscuit day actually also national banana bread day i had some this morning uh tomorrow is national tortilla chip day and then on sunday mm-hmm. we have national clam chowder day Chowdy i do enjoy good i do inc- i do enjoy a good chowder chowder <laughs> Um, and it was C3PO. It wasn't R2D2. <laughs> and actually, I now have to run this back because I went a little bit ahead. So <laughs> today, wait, today is what? The 22nd? No, wait. 23rd? 23rd. Yesterday 23rd. was two. Oh, oh, so no, I was yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. You know, I was at, <laughs> All the twos were yesterday. <laughs> no, I was looking, yeah, I was looking at Mark. So 24th, which is tomorrow. Yes, it is National Tortilla Chip Day. Clam Chowder Day is on Sunday, the 25th. Uh, it's also National Chocolate Covered Nut Day. Mm. No jokes. Um, <laughs> only fans. <laughs> News, comment, BTR, only fans. <laughs> yes. <laughs> February 26th is National Letter to an Elder Day. It's also National Set a Good Example Day. It is National Tell a Fairy Tale Day on February 26th. Mm. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if it's made up or actually mm-hmm. tell one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some people tell one every day. Uh, National Pistachio Day is also on February 26th. And then on Tuesday, it is... Oh, man. <laughs> Ana- Anas- Anasmia Awareness Day? Uh, sure. Uh, spelled A N O S M I A. Um, it brings attention to a condition causing a loss of smell. So hmm. that's what that day is. Uh, February twenty seventh is also National Retro Day. Mm-hmm. Of course, us doing retro moments—that's actually a day that we all enjoy. Uh, it's also National Polar Bear Day. February 27th is also National Strawberry Day, and it's National Kahlua Day. The fan, big fan. <laughs> the 28th is National Chocolate Souffle Day. It is National Two Fairy Day, National Floral Design Day. Uh, it is National Public Sleeping Day on February 28th. Um, and then the 29th, as we said, it is National Leap Day because it is a leap year this year. It is the last day of February. It is Rare Disease Day USA. It is National Toast Day and National Time Refund Day. So those are the things that are coming up. I would give you a heads up to next Friday, um, which is March 1st. I feel like I should leave it for March 1st, but anyway, uh, we could do it. I, I guess it's not a not a big issue. But March 1st, next Friday, uh, which it's so odd that we're already in March. I feel like this is it's insane how fast this has gone. Uh, but next Friday, it is National Sunkiss Citrus Day, Self-Injury Awareness Day, National Minnesota Day, 
uh, the first Friday of March is National Dress in Blue Day. Uh, it's also National Speech and Debate Education Day. And National Employee Appreciation Day is next Friday. And, Na- and National Dad Gum That's Good Day is on March 1st as well. <laughs> Dad Gum! <laughs> I don't know how many people use that term anymore, but um, yeah. So that is the Almanac. Actually, a couple of birthdays within the Almanac of note. Um, that it made me feel really, really old. Um, uh, actress Emily Blunt's birthday is the 23rd of February. She will turn 41 uh, uh, today, actually. <laughs> and uh, Nisi Nash on February 23rd today turns 54. And if you really want to feel old today, uh, today is actress Dakota Fanning's 30th birthday. Wow. <laughs> and it seems like when she was in I Am Sam, which was now back in 2001, uh, she was seven years old. So, God. Yeah, yeah, we're old. I mean... Yeah, we're old. Uh, and when she was in the Cat in the Hat, that was 2003. She was uh, nine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> now she turns 2003. She was nine. Kiddo was born yep. that year. <laughs> <laughs> 30 years old. That's that's It's crazy how fast that occurs, isn't it? <laughs> mm-hmm. So. Wow. Um, from the yay or nay files, kind of early in the show, but um, this might be of some interest to you folks. Uh, of course, coming up on April 8th is the total solar eclipse. So Delta Airlines will have several flights on April 8th with a view of the total solar eclipse, including one specifically designed to follow the uh, path of totality. Uh, Delta has put seats on sale for a specifically timed flight that will depart from Austin, Texas at 12.15 p.m., bound for Detroit on an Airbus A220-300, uh, an aircraft type with extra-large windows. Now, the flight is aimed at giving passengers the best chance at viewing the eclipse from the plane, according to the airline. Um, so, pretty much, if you're looking to do that, you have an opportunity to do that. <laughs> Yay or nay to uh, flying across while the total eclipse is going on. I mean, I'd do it to say that I did it once. But I've also jumped out of airplanes, so like me and planes are like, whatever. <laughs> wow, that was very low. Me and planes are like, whatever. Is that close enough to the mic? Do I need to be closer? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I would be more worried though. I would be more worried about the pilots because you're going through darkness to light to light to dark to light. Um, I, I I have a feeling that most. Um, well, let's back up. I trust that people will do their jobs to the best of their ability. I have that innate way of just kind of letting go and saying they're the experts. I'm going to put my trust that they know what they're doing. Um, when it comes to pilots, and I've known a few um, uh, retired Air Force pilots, a couple of people that currently are piloting, um, they're they're very smart. They're very good at their job otherwise they wouldn't be making the money they do or doing what they did you know um so again i go back to because they're good at their job i will trust in their ability to get through that so for the pilots i'm sure they've done training on how to handle it and most of the time they're up there where it's sunny they're going to have whatever they have to protect their eyes anyway so yeah Well, we trust the pilots. Yes, um, pilots. So this week we love our studies. Um, but 
for those of us in America or those who visit here, of course, if you are a tourist, there are a lot of places where you go and a lot of things that you see. But if you are here like we are, we kind of, you know, I think we take them for granted or we might say that it is a ripoff. So the good folks at TripAdvisor and Google, uh, Google Trends, did a study to help determine the top ripoffs that people were talking about at national, state, and local levels. Uh, from there, they used those top lists to survey 5,000 participants, and from the findings, they were able to separate the downright deceptions from the attractions worth the money. Some of the key highlights from this was that Disney World ranked as the number one biggest U.S. tourist attraction ripoff. Uh, respondents stated that the worst generic ripoffs included college textbooks, which came in at number one, credit scores at number two, and movie theater snacks at three. Uh, state fairs, ski resorts, and theme parks ranked among the biggest ripoffs on the state level. Uh, the reason why they said with college textbooks is that it spent up to $200 extra just because the latest edition had two new pages added. <laughs> and um, credit scores, they said the kicker, if you want to know your credit score, you can expect a dent in your credit just by checking the number. It's a real credit quandary. Uh, and then also with movies, with the smallest bag of popcorn on average costing $6.09 with a 1,300% uh, markup, it's no wonder that Americans consider it pretty much a, uh, uh, you know, big, huge ripoff. But honorable mention also goes to the other things, which is hotel minibars, airport food and drink, cable television, brand name products, specialty coffee, alcohol desserts at restaurants, travel deals, and landline phones. They said landline phones after the AT&T debacle yesterday. Landline phones are not a ripoff. Um, some write-ins included insurance, payday loans, medication, and student loans. Um, so with that, and by the way, I think they said Disney was about 109 per person, the most basic ticket. Mm, something like that, yeah. Uh, the National Ball in D.C. ranked second as the biggest ripoff for top U.S. tourist destinations. Ironically, the National Ball itself is free, but respondents agreed at the cost of getting there, the price of food and accommodation close by, and more simply, make it not worth the hype. <laughs> uh, and then the Alamo ranked the number three biggest ripoff for U.S. tourist attractions. They said a self-guided tour would cost you 20 Guided tour is 45 Group tour is $20 a person. Um, and exhibit tickets will cost you an extra $14. But I'm going to ask you, though, uh, they also had the top ripoffs by state. <laughs> what do you think for Nevada the top ripoff was in your state? Oh, God. Uh, all of it? <laughs> well, what particular area it has here? Is the biggest I would say, well, recently, I would say Area 15 or whatever that new thing is that they have, that's a complete ripoff. But um, Area 51 and or the or the Neon Museum, one of those two. Maybe even the Mob Museum. Actually, you have to go a little bit on a wider range. They, they said the Strip was the biggest ripoff. Oh, they went through. They, yeah, mm -hmm. well, it is. <laughs> I will tell you. <laughs> A few for this list, which are actually interesting. Uh, Disneyland in California was considered a ripoff. Yale in Connecticut <laughs> considered a ripoff. Disney World in Florida. And mm -hmm. Illinois here, uh, they said that Lollapalooza, which is held here in Chicago on a yearly basis, is a ripoff, which I disagree with because if you're only spending 100 some odd bucks, to see all these bands, you know how much it costs to see one person. <laughs> mm. yeah, I mean, um, it, that's that's the level that you have to worry about, though. Is you have to weigh what it is comparatively. In Indiana, the Indy 500 was considered one. 
and Louisiana to French Quarter. Uh, Martha's Vineyard. Now, in Michigan, the funniest thing was that the town of Hell, Michigan, was considered a ripoff. The town? Yeah, Hell, Michigan, was considered a ripoff. Okay. Uh, in Pennsylvania, Hershey Park, Graceland in Tennessee was on that list. The Ben and Jerry's factory tour of Vermont, and Washington State, the Space Needle. And in Wyoming, Yellowstone National Park, all considered ripoffs. Wow. Um, okay. Yes. Unfortunately, okay. Yeah, unfortunately, they're all ripoffs, though. I, I, I'm with you. There's particular places where you just, like, some restaurants, because you can go anywhere and get that, you know, I wouldn't even. I would think. Well, uh, I'm not gonna talk back about the Mob Museum because we all know we love you. <laughs> um, no, Mob Museum. <laughs> so if you're in Vegas, avoid. But those were a few of the things. Um, we're actually gonna do this early tonight, but I will give you a look at what's trending. Um, trending to. Actually, just lost my page. Um, <laughs> we have an AT&T, an AT&T issue happening here too. Uh, did you hear? Did you see that yesterday? I did, but I don't know that everybody else did. It was born because I'm not AT&T. Right, there was an outage among some of the cell phone companies here in the United States: AT&T, Verizon, some other ones, but mostly primarily AT&T. Mm-hmm. But it was like people couldn't function without their phone. And they were going to the stores and harassing the poor workers there. <laughs> I, and here's, this is what got me, is that when I found out about the outage, I thought it was just AT&T. And then later on was told that there was a bunch of different cellular services, including Verizon, which is the one that I have. I was like, I didn't notice because I don't live on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> and you had one young lady who, and I think some people were just doing it just for attention. Because you had one young lady in the drive-thru at a fast food place, and she's sitting there crying. And she was like, my Google Maps got turned off, and I couldn't call my boyfriend, and I couldn't find my way back to wherever. I'm like, well, why did you go to someplace not really knowing how to get back? <laughs> and even mm-hmm. then, you're at a fast food place. Surely they had Wi-Fi in there to where you could have used it or you could have went and asked someone for directions. Mm-hmm. And one lady went to the AT&T store, and she was confronting them, and she was like, well, I had a job interview at 9 a.m. And I was like, so why did you go to it? <laughs> yeah, so why are you here? <laughs> but this goes back to that story that we did about um, everybody having a digital wallet. Mm-hmm. With the outage, the big thing that some, and I, I know there was quite a few people, but they're like, we can't access our digital wallet. And I was like, well, sucks to be you guys. I got cash. <laughs> Look at this green thing I have in my hand. I could still like get out of my way kind of thing. Um, I know that's a mean thing to say, but comes back to everything comes back around, I guess. Hmm. But yeah, it was, wow. it was a very strange thing. People lost their ever loving minds. Hmm. And I laughed. Wow. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I keep telling people, you know, we need to have a backup for the backups. And when things happen, the first thing that's going to be attacked or go down is going to be cellular because of what it is. Mm-hmm. It still kind of pays to have landlines. Mm-hmm. People aren't going to be thinking that much about it now where that kind of occurred. But, yeah, uh, trending tonight, so I can get this out of the way before I forget it. Uh, Silly Ho is trending, and there's a reason that it is. Uh, 25 years ago, uh, 25 years ago, TLC released their third album, Fan Mail, and they asked people what was their three favorite songs. Um, what of that was that one? Um, and then um, some of the other ones that were actually on that list. 
I think that was the same album that got you fan mail on Pretty and No Scrubs as well. Uh, so that is trending tonight as well as that. Uh, it's Friday night, so SmackDown is trending, but SmackDown was actually taped ahead of time because WWE is actually in Australia uh, for Elimination Chamber, which will be live tomorrow from Australia. So if you're here in the States, uh, you poor souls will have to get up early in the morning. I know here in the Central Standard Time Zone, it starts at like 4 a.m. <laughs> so um, you're a true wrestling fan, and I think 2 a.m. out in the, um, in the East. In the West. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, no, that's what's uh, kind of going on. So, yeah. But, uh, nope, uh, we've got that going on. Also trending, uh, Mia Culpa, which I'm guessing is a Netflix um, uh, show that is trending tonight. Um, also... Um, Baseball has started, which is a weird thing. I've seen that today. Uh, Tyler Perry is trending. Um, I don't know why, (laughs) but there are a lot of people talking about Tyler Perry. Um, And then also trending, uh, Kelly Rowland is trending. reason why was because um, she, I guess, is on – she was on a reality show, but also this past week there was some controversy because she walked out of uh, filling in on a Today Show uh, because apparently or allegedly they did not have a proper uh, green room for her, and she wound up walking out. Um, and yeah, so a lot of that's going on. NBA is trending tonight. Just a bunch of sports that are also trending. Uh, but like I said, a lot more of the wrestlers are trending ahead of Elimination Chamber coming up. So that's what's kind of happening with that. So with that, we're at the halfway mark. So here's what we're going to do. Since we got the bulk of everything done tonight, Retro Moment of the Week is coming up. When we come back, we will do, for the remainder of tonight's show, a little bit of After Dark. So... Uh, For those of you who have little ones, we will warn you ahead of time that um, some things that may be discussed after this break will be of a frank and explicit nature, possibly. So listener discretion is advised. Uh, And you can't say we didn't warn you. So we will do that. Uh, Retro Mode of the Week tonight is a returning favorite, at least for uh, my friend Mary. We will have that. And uh, a new one to add to the Retro Moment family. So, um, yeah. Uh, One in which, if you still have something from this company, um, they're going to probably come after you. But what it is, you'll find out. (laughs) So, Retro Moment of the Week is next. Uh, Thanks for tuning in on this Friday night. Page one with our Mary. We'll be right back. special Columbia House offers this month at selected magazines, newspapers, and your mail. Clean floors faster than you've seen. 
Mr. Clean will clean your house so fast and every floor that's in it. He can save you 15 seconds out of every cleaning minute. He's so fast because he's got more grease cutters quite a lot. Saves you time like no one can. World's fastest cleaning man. Kitchen floors where dirt is thicker. Mr. Clean will clean them quicker. Bathrooms faster, rec rooms too. Leaves more leisure time for you. Mr. Clean will clean my house so fast and every floor that's in it. He can save me 15 seconds out of every cleaning minute. Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean. Listening to page one, page one with Lavar and Mary, your source for all the current topics and news you need to know. Here's Lavar and Mary. Welcome back to page one. Uh, yeah, if you got some Columbia House ones uh, the wrong way. <laughs> I remember us talking about uh, wonderful things that we used to do or used to be witness thereof. And I think Columbia House might be one of the witness thereof kind of things for you. <laughs> no, I I kid. Um I, I was I was I was witness to people who used to uh get some Columbia houses some other ways, but uh <laughs> it is what it is. Uh that's why that business model did not work. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> oh the trust. Not sure I can help you on that one. That that's why they're gone. Um so after dark segment, which we're starting a little early tonight because this is I, – I call this an abbreviated version even though we're still kind of going a little longer than what we used to. But um, uh, we will – it's abbreviated by what you're used to. Normally, we probably go like an hour, hour and a half. Um, but tonight, kind of an abbreviated one because we're a little bit out of the weather here. So – uh, but going into the After Dark segment tonight, just a couple of things, uh, one in which we didn't pick up from last week, but if we can get around to it. But this one was an interesting article. Uh, and the topic, it says, here's how often you should be having sex, according to a Chinese medicine expert who says that orgasms are disease busters. Uh, a Chinese medicine expert says that regular sex is essential to good health. And he's sharing just how often you should be getting hot and heavy based on your age. Uh, Nina Chung took to TikTok last week to break down the naughty numbers in a video with her 286,000 followers saying, uh, did you know that insufficient sex is considered a cause of disease in traditional Chinese medicine? Uh, While traditional Chinese medicine often stresses the potential long-term effects of excessive sexual activity, many do not realize that insufficient sex is also considered a cause of disease in Chinese medicine. So how often should you be uh, uh, doing the deed to keep those children <laughs> uh, She cited the 2,000-year-old sexology text Su Nu Jing for her answers. According to the tawdry tome, people in their 20s need to be having the most sex, scheduling a mind-blowing eye-rolling session every four days. Um, I would have thought it would be more. Those in their 30s need to get hot and heavy every eight days, while frisky 40-somethings should be steaming up the sheets every 16 days. Things slow down as middle age advances with the text claiming that people in their 50s should have sex once every three weeks or every 21 days. Uh, And while an apple a day may keep the doctor away, 60-somethings who have sex just once a month could see the same benefits per the ancient sex book. Those who didn't have a partner shouldn't panic as sex with oneself is just as valuable at warding off disease as long as you orgasm. Uh, however, sex-minded medics have claimed uh, that men and women should orgasm more often than Su Nu Jing advises. For men, research from Harvard University determined that frequent uh, uh, self-releasing could be the key to avoiding prostate cancer. A study of nearly 32,000 males found high levels of sexual activity can reduce the risk of contracting prostate cancer by 33%. Now, the optimal number of ejaculations 
See, I actually use it in that term now. Is 21 per month or more than five times per week, according to the researchers. Meanwhile, women should be uh, 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 doing the same almost every other day. The joint physician, Andrea Pennington, previously told the UK chat show this morning that women should be having three orgasms a week at minimum. The benefits are numerous, she declared, from stress relief, from depression and anxiety. It makes us nicer, and it's a pain reliever. I will agree with all of those things and then say, I need to up my game. <laughs> Again, we go back to uh, news comment BTR on OnlyFans. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, not on... Not on Twitch. <laughs> Not on Twitch. Twitch has, you know, TOS. So I can't do anything about that. So I guess for those who think that you'll go blind if you do that, then. <laughs> well, then I want to go blind. I'm sorry. I'm already halfway there. Let me go blind. I am good with all of that. My eye doctor already thinks that I might as well have, you know, surgery to re, like replace my entire eyeball. So yes, make me blind. <laughs> Go blind. Well, you know. So what you're saying is I'm dating the wrong men because they're not the the men I'm dating are not or the man I'm dating is not blind. Oh. So we got problems. Sorry, dude. No, he's, not, he's, he's that blind and he doesn't have like one arm more muscular than the other? Right. I should be worried about this. Oh. He's not, like he's not lopsided or anything. No, I'm just kidding. Well, I, oh. he's not lopsided, but I'm just joking around. <laughs> uh, no, he really is lopsided. I'm sorry. <laughs> Poor guy. He's going to listen to this tomorrow and be like, what are you talking about, lady? You calling me lopsided? Yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> but, yes, so I totally agree. Yeah, I agree. I mean, here's the thing, though. As I've once said on this show in a long time ago, everyone lives pretty much by... And it's so – somebody told me a long time ago, and I kind of equated it not only from that, like different stages. When you are a baby, you know, you live off of the love that you receive from your parents. Same as a child, same as a teenager. You become an adult. You live off of the love that you get from other people. It just changes to a more personal thing. And when you get to that point, you know – there's a lot of people who, even though they say that they're, quote, happy being without anybody, well, crap. You know, you kind of you live off of that love. And when it's a more deeper love and when it is more intimate love, those people tend to kind of be less stressed and more happy. <laughs> um, and I'm one of those, I'm very independent, and, and, and Lamar knows this about me, as, as independent as I am. I'm not about to say that I will not, I, I'm happy to be without someone in my life. Now, am I happy to not be married? Absolutely. I'll live in sin for the rest of my life. I have no problem with that. The issue comes down to, I understand what I need as a person. And what I need as a person is, is physical touch. You know, uh, I think we've talked about it here on the show, like hugs and how you can actually be, um, what is it? Like there's a hug deficit in your life. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, hugs, physical touch, laughter, connection. Those are big things for me. Do I need to be married? No. Do I need to have someone in my life? Absolutely. Does it have to be a romantic partner? Meh. Still deciding that. You know, (laughs) it doesn't, but I do need to have that connection. So Anybody that's saying they don't are liars. Yes, they are. Uh, no, I mean, I, I, I agree with you. You know, it's kind of like it, 
you, you could do without it for a little bit. You can only help yourself so much, but everybody longs for it. That's why I was like, you know, I, I think that we're all lying to ourselves if we think that we can pretty much like go without it for long, 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 long periods of time. Some people can for a little bit, and some people, you know, they can pretty much abstain for be all right. But even in at the end of the day, you know, from a health perspective, I, I'm kind of thinking that there's some truth to that because it seems like the more, you know, um, you are able to have that, that it's kind of like it releases that stress and it kind of makes you a little bit more looser, so to speak. <laughs> That's I don't know if that would be the perfect word for that, but I'll let you have it. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> oh, George, I miss you. <laughs> He's still here. Yeah, but he doesn't do a lot of stuff anymore. Uh, yeah. He was a meme god for a while. Now he's just kind of <laughs> laying low. He, he still does a lot of stuff on Twitter, I will tell you. <laughs> or X, I'm sorry. X, um, yeah. No, he's still active social media-wise. So, um, you know, it's it, it's it's something. You know, uh, the late Leslie Jordan, God rest his soul, he helped us all through um, through COVID. And it's kind of like now we look to uh, George Takai and we look to Dan Rather. <laughs> right? Because they can get us like, you know, through those periods where we just need somebody to just be like out there with it and they'll do it. <laughs> Which I love. I know. Um, I love it. <laughs> who do? Dan Rather's second act. Um so speaking of all of that, there was also another article uh, that kind of came up, and this one is one I think we talked about in the past, but it says premature intimacy explained while having sex too soon could do a new relationship. Uh, it says sex on the first date, you might only be screwing yourself if you're looking for lasting love. Premature intimacy, dubbed PMI, refers to the act of bearing too much at the early stages of courtship, with one dating expert saying it's potentially perilous. Uh, PMI includes both sexual and emotional intimacy, whereby a person starts sharing deeply personal information with a new paramour during the first few dates. Uh, Jessica Alderson, who is the co-founder and relationship expert at SoSynced, told Stylist Magazine that PMI includes, quote, prematurely holding hands or making a move to sharing deeply personal information we're talking about future plans before the connection has had time to develop. When someone shares deeply personal information, they may be hoping to receive reassurance from their date. This stems from a place of insecurity and a need for external validation. Uh, some people have a fear of rejection or abandonment and believe that they are opening up quickly so that they can create a strong bond. They may believe that by being vulnerable and sharing personal information in the early stages of dating, that their date will see them as more desirable or trustworthy. However, the relationship guru says that PMI could quickly turn off a partner who could be perfect for you. She also believes that uh, premature physical and emotional intimacy can lead to a loss of intrigue, arguing that, quote, a gradual unfolding of personal details can contribute to the anticipation and enjoyment of discovering more about each other over time. Additionally, PMI could create a sense of pressure during a period of courtship that should be light and exciting. Uh, while many may believe it can help create a quick bond, she says that speedily sharing intimate details about your dreams and desires has the opposite effect, as oversharing early on can leave little room for growth and discovery as a couple. Uh, this can hinder the development of a strong, lasting bond. Uh, on the other hand, avoiding deep and legitimate intimacy for too long can also come with its problems. So how long should you wait to jump into bed with a new partner? There's no consistency among dating experts, but one poll of 2,000 well, that's wrong. It can't be 2,000, 5,000. I think it's 2,500 Americans. <laughs> Out of here, the article is 2,5000. That was it. It's either 2.5 or it's 2,500. We're going with 2,500. They found that most of <laughs> wait until date night to do the deed with someone they saw seriously as a long term love interest. Um, date night? <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> That seems also wrong. 
But it brings to mind once again about how soon is too soon to share a bunch of stuff and how soon is too soon to go all the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you think that it hurts too much if everything's laid out on the table within the first date. You would think. But then again, you never know, I guess. I, I am of the firm believer that every person is different and every connection is different. But even with those differences, first dates should not be. I don't see a relationship lasting very long if it's a first date. And that's what you're doing. Hmm. Just saying. Yeah. Everybody's different. Uh, I'm not going to say that they won't last because I've seen, you know, there's been plenty of relationships that do just as well as there's been plenty of relationships that don't. I'm just not a firm believer of that. Not on the first date. Here's the thing. And this growing age, and I don't like to put, like, um, labels on things, but I think we've talked in the past on this show about dating apps and how a lot of people are just looking for one thing through the dating app. I almost think that you kind of need to separate the apps and just say, hey, you know, if this is what you're looking for, then have at it. But as I once said, and I think I said it last year around uh, Valentine's Day, is that if that's what you're going for, buyer beware, because the minute that that happens, you kind of give it up so much ahead of time. You know, mm-hmm. the old-fashioned way of, you know, spending time getting to know a person and waiting until that perfect time before you do something that's intimate between the both of you kind of is in some routes the better way. Now, as you said, and I knew where you were going on that, is that in this age nowadays, uh, people do things a little bit more quicker than what it used to be. They don't want to waste time or have their time wasted, which is why a lot of times people put a lot out on the table, not just from an intimacy standpoint, but from a uh, personal standpoint. And like you said, people... Mm -hmm go looking for that validation early on. And I think we live now in an era where people overshare right away and that they don't hold off and bring it in bits and pieces. It's kind of like, here I am. This is who I am. You either like it or you don't, and we're going to get to a second date. If not, I'll move on to the next person who's okay with that. Right. But it's overwhelming at the same time. <laughs> Right. And then when they don't know how to react to it, it's like all of a sudden, well, apparently you don't like it. So we're moving on. And it's like, really? That's what we're going to come down to? Because sometimes it just takes me a minute, you know? Right. So sometimes it just takes a minute. I don't know. I think at the end of the day, though, I think it's you do you, boo. But at the end of the day, if you. If it doesn't work, know that it was because you rushed it. Um, And that if it's truly someone who you think that you want to kind of have around for a little bit, then you have to be patient and do things in bits and pieces. And then once you have that comfort zone, then it can move to other things. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like uh, a date between two 18-year-olds where you're sharing everything because you don't have a lot to share, and then it's kind of either, yeah, are we going to do this or not? (laughs) Which, of course, is the dumb thing to do because you're 18. Right. It's like the old Netflix and chill thing. (laughs) You're not coming for Netflix. You're coming to do the chill. (laughs) So... And again, that goes back to, I understand you going like 900 miles a minute. Some people are okay with that and some people aren't. Um, For me, I've been around the block a time or two and been there, done that, you know, bought the t-shirt, sold the t-shirt, probably donated a different one. Um, 
when it comes down to that stuff, it's like, I know what I want, but I also don't need to have it dumped on me on the first date. The first well, date is the get-to-know-you date. <laughs> well, now I'm going to throw a knuckleball at you. Name, name someone, well, I think you said, who's your favorite actor? It's... Uh... Oh, I have a lot of favorite actors, but uh, the one I'm going to lock into my basement? Yes. <laughs> Chris Evans. So I'm going to lock Chris Evans. Okay, so say, for example, you go out on a date with a guy who looks just like Chris Evans. Mm-hmm. First few, first hour in, he kind of does a little bit of oversharing about his life and then says, hey, look, uh, you want to go back to my place? You telling me that you're going to tell Chris Evans? Let's kind of get to know each other first. Possibly, if this is okay. So if we're if we're talking, Chris Evans himself, and he says, "Let's go back to my place and get you know and do some stuff." Be like, okay, <laughs> um, I'll be hard pressed to say no. I would be very hard pressed to say no if it was actually Chris Evans. If it's a Chris Evans looks like, if it's some guy that looks like him, kind of talks like him, kind of has the same kind of personality and vibe, I probably would say no. Um, it, going back to somebody's place doesn't guarantee that intimacy is going to happen. But in the same breath, I'm not going to put myself in a situation where I'm going to get intimate with somebody I'm not comfortable with. Will I have, I'm, again, I've been there. I've done that. I've signed off on this stuff. I am not innocent of having a one night stand. I'm not innocent of being too soon. But I've also know that those ended up badly mostly because there was too much too fast and I let myself become victim of that so and not saying oh woe is me that was my fault it was 100% my fault I'm not going to blame the other person for that so also as somebody especially if a guy overshares a lot on the first date is that a turn off yes yeah Depending on what they're oversharing. Most How about of the time when they overshare it's and why they end it. Oh yeah, definitely a no. That's a definite no. Like every guy that wants to hear about an ex boyfriend, nah. Girls don't want to hear it either. <laughs> like that is a human thing. I don't think that's a that is not a gender thing. That is a human thing. That is a I don't want to be compared to anybody in your past because I am not them. Right. I think I and then that's that always one. there. That's always there. If you're the minute you come in and be like, oh, you're not like my ex, fill in the blank, wife, husband, lover, partner. Oh, you're so much different. Oh, he is. Oh, we're going to be prepared all the time. Yeah, I'm okay. This is going to sound weird, but you know what a turn off for most guys is? Mm. Um, besides having to hear about an ex, the thing that's a turn off for a lot of guys that a lot of girls kind of get into trouble for sometimes is that when they talk about how outgoing they used to be, and then because some guy pretty much changed their whole psyche, how some things that they did, they no longer do. And you tell this guy that, I will tell you, a lot of guys are probably like, oh, so now I'm the first person that's under the new rules. <laughs> and pretty much, it's kind of like it's kind of like a killer because you know I think that's mostly for like the younger people because it's kind of like at that point you were outgoing and you did this and you did that and you know you get all excited like well, why tell me this if all of a sudden it's kind of like oh well that door's now closed and you're like oh <laughs> guess not. <laughs> Well, moving on. <laughs> like, well, yeah, I will tell you that that kind of that nearly derailed a relationship for me years ago when I was younger because the girl was like, "Oh yeah, I used to be like this, 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 and this, and I don't do that anymore now." And I'm like, uh, "What?" <laughs> so I don't get the model that everybody else got. I got <laughs> the even improved model. No, you got the rundown that didn't get upkept model is what you got. You got the model from the junkyard. No offense. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so at that point, yeah, it kind of was like, oh, well, I think this is kind of going to hurt a little bit. So whatever this new model is, I hope that uh, you can make up for it in some other way. 
Right. <laughs> but yes, that can kind of happen too. Uh, some of you guys out there know what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> but with that, um, I'm going to adhere to what I said we were going to do tonight and try to keep this abbreviated. So that was a short um, after dark segment. Uh, we'll do this again. Um, but I wanted to make sure before we uh, got out of here tonight, as the old clock in the wall is telling us that our time is just about up, uh, did you have any shout-outs for this week? Um, for this week, not so much. It would be for next week, but we're going to miss uh, birthday. So happy very early birthday to a couple of people I know that are leap year babies. Um, one of them, I think, is turning 13 or 14 now. <laughs> Technically, um, <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, happy birthday to them um, on leap year, on your your actual birth date. Um, and that's all I've got, really. Only got a couple of those. Okay. Well, uh, two quick things. One, uh, here in Chicago. Uh, for those of you who had the uh, satellite cable throughout the 80s and 90s, those of you who watched television uh, and you had Superstation, then you, of course, got WGN out of Chicago. Um, one of the mainstays, the pe- person who was known besides Bozo, uh, <laughs> is uh, meteorologist Tom Skilling, who is known nationally. I mean, you can't go somewhere where someone does not know who Tom Skilling is. And next Wednesday uh, will be Tom's final broadcast after an established over 50-year career uh, in television, 45 of which have been at WGN. Um, I don't know if weather forecasts... Yeah, I don't know if weather forecasts will be the same after that. Tom was the only person that I know could have 10 to 12 minutes for a weather forecast which is unheard of in television. Mm-hmm. Um, he was so good, too. Yeah. Uh, but Tom said that he will still be around, but he is going to scale back. Uh, as a matter of fact, one of the first things he's going to do is he is going to go to Hawaii uh, and vacation his home there. And after all the years of getting up in the morning and working until late at night, um, you know, I don't know him personally, but he has been a part of our home for a very long time. And a happy retirement to Tom Skilling, um, who uh, wraps up his career on Wednesday. Uh, also, a special thank you uh, to my good friend Mary, who is under the weather, as you can hear tonight, uh, who mustered it up. And I told her not to, uh, but... Uh, she mustered up enough strength to make the show tonight. I'm hoping that you're feeling way better by next Friday. Um, uh, I, I I do as well, and here's to hoping I do. But I will I will muster that up for sure. I, I don't I don't like missing dates. I don't like missing. This is kind of this is my. I get to talk and this is gonna sound so very unprofessional, but I get to dick around. I get to laugh and, and joke about everything and this is this is my way of getting reacquainted with the world in the in the good way you know this show is not professional you can say whatever you want <laughs> we, we try to be somewhat professional but hey <laughs> <laughs> but we're also only honest. when we have to be only when only we have, have to be <laughs> we also we're also honest too so you know hey um that's one of the things i love about this show but, um, no, I, I thank you for doing that. Because you didn't have to. They would have otherwise had to hear me uh, for about 30 or 40 minutes tonight, which I'm sure they are thankful that you were able to make it. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> But beyond that, uh, we're not going to go in the long route that, we'll go, that we normally go. So we will call it a night. I will thank you all for listening, and I invite you to listen to us again uh, next Friday night, 10 o'clock Eastern, 9 o'clock Central. In the meantime, you can always hear us here on Blog Talk Radio as well as on Apple, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Uh, and so for Mary, I'm LeVard. Until next week, take care of yourselves and each other. Have a great week ahead, and thanks for listening.
listening to page one don't forget to get the latest show info on twitter at news comment btr and add us as a podcast on apple iHeartRadio, spotify and other platforms where we can be found 